Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. For joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. As always, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. I don't always say that though, and I need to like make sure I get my name out there, especially when every time I introduce one of my guests. And as you know, and see, this is, you know, so perfect because, you know, we're all a little crazy still through December. And we know that this whole focus is how do we leave this crazy year behind and make sure we start off with a bang for 2021 and beyond. And my guest today, she doesn't know it yet, but we have um, some things in common in terms of her specialty. So I can't wait to like tell her about it. But uh, my, my guest today is Christine Blackledge. She's a mother of four, a law student, which God love you for doing that. I don't even know how anybody goes back to school and, you know, after you get out, you just run away. She's also a businesswoman specializing in the care recruitment sector and healthcare business setup. And specifically, she's working with home health. She's known and admired, and, and admired internationally as somewhat of a mumpreneur. And when you hear her accent, you'll know why mumpreneur, not mumpreneur. Christine also is known as, a transform, as the transformational trainer, and she specializes in training people how to set up their own nursing agencies. She's a home care expert, and she knows that this is going to help people transform their working lives, which is really about taking control of your life in uncontrollable situations. She's also an author, has 27 years of experience in the recruitment business. She's run her own business. She's at, been at a managerial level for large, large organizations, and she set up and ran training schools in the U.S. and in England and various recruitment firms worldwide. She's currently in the USA, Cyprus, Jamaica, and the United Kingdom, helping clients set up and run their own home care companies worldwide. And this is a really important topic given our aging demographic of the world. So first of all, Christine, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. It's lovely to be here as well. Thank you for, for having me as well. It's, um, it, this is a, an area that I'm really passionate about because I spent about, oh, I don't know, five, six years specifically in the nursing home and long-term care and assisted care uh, industry. So I'm really passionate about how we take care of people to let them have really dynamic lives. And home care for aging people is so important because many times you can give them the opportunity to stay in their homes and that is something that is just priceless. So I can't wait to pick your, your brain a little bit more. But first of all, I just gave your highlights from your bio. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. 
Yes, well, I've been in the field for ooh, uh, over 25 years and uh, I'm showing my age now, aren't I? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what's good about it is because I love to do it. It all started where I was caring for my uncle. It all really started from caring for loved ones. And mm. I started to look for a care home for my uncle you know like supported living accommodation where he could still be semi-independent but someone is there giving him mental health support uh, because yes. he had schizophrenia so he had a mental health condition so i thought let me look around and i looked around i couldn't find anything that i or he felt was suitable and i thought you know what let me set up my own because i want to do my own so that I can give people the love and care and attention like I would do with any of my family members. So I just felt, and I'm, I'm not um, having a go about the big places, I felt that they needed to be a small home from home environment. So I set up my own care home, which was for three residents. Mm. So it was a home from home approach and it was just amazing, the clients, they lived, they came from that community and when they were elderly or they needed support, they would then move into my home. And mm. it was nice because they didn't feel they were going into these big institutions and they just felt more supported. Their family members, you know, when they're walking past, they could see their neighbours and wave to them in, you know, in the window uh -huh. and things like that. So they still had the normality. So I started off creating care businesses for people that I feel would be like a family member to give them mm -hmm. the care and attention that that they need and the support. Well, that's even that's even greater than I was anticipating with you. So I'm glad you clarified that because there's there's a couple other elements of your story that really touched me. Number one, my um, husband's uncle uh, was Down syndrome and he just passed uh, a little more than a year ago and he was almost 55 and yeah. he should have never lived that long, but he lived in a very small care home in a very small community. And because of that environment, he lived, you know, independently. I mean, yes, you're in a home and people are there to keep an eye on you and make sure there's yeah. things happening, but he got to say like, this is my room. This is my place. He would go to work yeah. and yet yeah. all the support he needed was there. Yeah. And, and, but in a small enough environment where you felt, he felt, I know he was a part of a family and still had his family, but he had his independence. Yeah, that's it. And that's what, what my specialty was is small boutique care homes or businesses that I feel that I would be able to give the care and attention as if they were my own, my own family members. And that was my ethos really, was to create th this environment because I love to care for people. It's been in my, my, from my family, from my mother, from my aunties, from my grandmother, they've all been in the care sector, either nurses or healthcare assistants, support workers doing care. So that's, how I was brought up. So it was a natural thing for me to want to, to do that, to create that for my, for my uncle at the time. But I never realized I would end up being where I am today, teaching people how yeah. to do this. 
isn't that amazing? You think about it and all those care homes, they, you know, there's a variety, you know, like you said, of larger institution ones, larger ones where people can move from independent living to somewhat assisted to fully assisted to nursing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I've seen the evolution of this. And I worked, like I said, I worked in it and I also worked in mental health for a long time. So I worked um, in, in pharma where we dealt in metal, mental health uh, medications. And so knowing about this, you know, the population who's elderly, dementia, Alzheimer's, other core um, mental issues that there's such an important care element of that. And it can be, and there, there's some really great options to be able to say, you can, you have a lot of places to pick from, not just one. And I think this is an incredible, I don't think many people would think about starting their own care home um, like this without maybe knowing more about it, but I think it's phenomenal. So when you find people, are they usually coming to you because they want to start it as a business or because they're in the, in the industry already, or do you find that more are coming to you because it's a family member and they want to create a unique environment or is it a mix of everything? Well, really, um, the majority is people from that, um, background, the occupation. However, we do have family members that have seen the, the business model and think, you know what, I want to do this for, for my relative. I want to start a care home and have my relative be in the care home and, you know, it enables them to still be at home without leaving their home that they've lived in for a very, very long time. So that's another reason why someone would come along and do this. And then there's the, the individuals that are looking at this as a business model and mm -hmm. they want to put the right team in so that they can be able to manage the service effectively and just be the directors of the business. It's, it's amazing. And I know that in the US in the last, I, I don't know exactly when, but I know sometime in the last 10 years um, mm -hmm. that there have been more laws changed so that if you do have a family member and you do need to care for them, you can actually become reimbursed for that if you're providing the care at a certain level. And I think that's really important. I don't know what that um, looks like in other countries or other parts of the world, but I know when I heard that, I was so inspired because so many times people are trying to juggle all of these different things and care for someone who really may need extra care or more specific care. And yet, how do you do it and keep your job and do that and pay for all the services? That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is a lot better now. I mean, I still think there's still a long way to go um, in terms of the financial aspect of it, because there's other things. They've got to obviously enable that person to still be at home, because if they're having to leave their job, uh, they've still got to have that income come in. So if it's matching the income that they've been used to getting, then it's not a problem, but uh, the other model is the, the care home. And then the relative could still be safely at home without having to, because in the UK, a lot of uh, service users have to, for example, sell their homes to pay for care. Right. And right. therefore the inheritance gets lost Yeah. because the care has to be paid for. So there's that aspect. So this is a, a good way of individuals enabling their loved ones to still be at home and set up a care home, for example. 
that's brilliant too, because you're right. We face the same thing in the U.S. is that a lot of, if you know you're going to need significant long-term care and you don't have long-term care coverage, insurance, for instance, that many times people have to sell sell down and sell all their assets and dilute their assets so that they can um, eventually receive, you know, uh, government support to keep yeah. them at a high level of nursing care. And it's, you know, and it's not always, I mean, you and I know it's not always about trying to keep the inheritance, but sometimes that's important. It is. And sometimes that's really critical, especially if the person has given up their career to take care of the loved one. Exactly. exactly. You know, how do you, how do you not have a, a, a financial, you know, black hole in a family yeah. And also be able to create an environment where they're cared for. I think this is brilliant. How mm. do you how do you find people? Do they find you? Do you they, you know, they find me? They come, they go to my website and uh, they look me up my name as well. And uh, my website's christineblackledge.com. It's quite simple. It's my name. <laughs> I've also got other websites as well, but uh, they they just search me up because we also have web classes. I hold web classes every two weeks. Um, I also hold them weekly as well now that we're on this lockdown situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So it's good for people to look at these options because a lot of people have lost their jobs as well. So it's helping people to start a medical staffing agency as well. So it's not just care homes. It's also something which they can start from home you know, it's a good time to do it. If you're at home, may have lost your job or to save your commute time, use that to run this business with, to get it set up and things like that, because we never know our jobs can never be secure. So now is the time to start doing and looking at this type of model in preparation so that your business can be set up for 2021, earning money, and you're not having to rely on your employer who may turn right. around and say, sorry, we've got to let you go. Right. No job anymore. And then where are you then? So have a backup plan for 2021 because 2020 has been crazy. And, you know, this has taken us into a whole new level. So why not make yourself go into that whole new level with starting a business? Mm-hmm. I love it. And I know this uh, is kind of a random question, but as I'm, as I'm hearing you talk about this, I wonder, you know, as when people do this and they start down this path, um, starting a care home or starting the, you know, recruiting business, what, um, are there a couple of things that really surprise them in it? You know, I, I always think it's interesting when you start a new business, things that you're like, well, I never thought I'd have to know about that or, wow, I wish I would have known about that later. What are a couple of things that people are really surprised about in the process? Yeah, so we, because um, we hold boot camps, so we had a boot camp Tuesday and Wednesday, which has finished it yesterday online. So they go into this and they don't realize a lot of things that, I mean, the paperwork, we all know that legislation is what we're led by. Um, however, if you're being trained and you read and you follow through, then you will find that you can actually achieve it because a lot of people think that they can't do it. A lot of people are fearful. They're worried about this paperwork, you know, pulling them down, you know, too much stress. And, but once they get to read through 
the paperwork and the training, they realize, they think, wow, I can do this. And they're mm. doing contracts, they're applying for things, and they're seeing how it works. And they think, wow, I didn't realize this. I can do this. So right. it's like flipped it. Rather than think, you know, oh, this is difficult, it's making them realize that they can do it because it's how they're being taught as well and what they're being given to, you know, the learning tools to enable them to be able to realize that, yes, they can do it. But there's a lot of things in terms of running a business. It's not, you know, click of a, a hat, you know, yeah. hair. hair is complicated, very yes. complicated. And one of the things I always say to people is the passion has got to come first. Mm-hmm. And don't think about the money because the money will follow. But Eventually. go for the passion. <laughs> it's got to be something you want to do. You've got to want to care for people. You've got to, you've got to have that patience. If you haven't got patience in this type of business, then you're not going to do very well. I agree. Oh, so true. So true. And because caring for, you know, people in special needs, um, whether it be age or um, health conditions or whatever, they're challenging and they can weigh on you. It, uh, it can really, um, I remember the first time that uh, when I was uh, working in long-term care and I was a marketing director for many different buildings in an area. And I remember the first time I lost my first patient, you know, that someone that I had gotten um, close with. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, it was really hard. And then after that, you know, after I, you know, went through that hard period of, of missing him, his name's Charles. I'll never forget. I mean, I, that was, I don't know, it was 25 years ago. Um, yeah. But I loved him and I loved his family. And after I got done with the um, sadness of it, which yeah. took me a few days, um, you know, in terms of it being really bothersome, is that I realized what a joy, you know, what a blessing that I got to know him. And then yeah. I got to know his family and he was a really light, wonderful spirit. And he was happy, you know, and, and, and yeah. when you're able to be near somebody and help them in their life, their struggle, and also be there in their passing, there's something really important about that. And, it, but it, 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 you know, you gotta be, I don't know if you can prepare for it, but you have to know it's going to happen and have mm-hmm. to, you know, say I, that's okay too. Yeah. What a, what a yeah. present, what a gift to be able to give people safety and security yeah. and love. That's right. And you, you were able to give the quality of life whilst yes. he was alive. So that's the thing as well. It's not just the, the, for those, because some are here temporarily. So mm-hmm. it's looking after what their needs are in that moment and acknowledging what their lives were before, because a lot mm-hmm. of people tend to forget about that and just mm-hmm. looking at that person that they were young you know, and that they were, you know, very active and, you know, and looking at that person as if one day that's going to be me and how would I like to be looked after? How would I like to be treated? And that is... I think that's a really, you know, brilliant way to put it because it also then matches if you're passionate about this and you want to care for people and you know that you want to approach it with the way you would want to be cared for and treated, you could have some people that would really create some phenomenal spaces. That's amazing. Um, 
I, I know that, uh, you know, as we're talking about this year, and, and maybe this is a little bit of your advice for kind of leaving 2020 behind and moving forward, because mm-hmm. I know you said have a backup plan for 2021, which I think is great. But, you know, it, any other thoughts or words of advice or tips for my listeners and viewers to say, hey, we can leave stuff behind, we can move forward with fresh starts. Um, and here's how I think we can do it. So I, what I do is I look at um, some inspiration. So there's uh, Stephen Covey, Seven mm-hmm. Habits for Highly Effective Small to Medium Sized Enterprises for Businesses. Mm-hmm. If you look at the habits and the, the model in terms of, you know, having the, the mindset, being healthy, looking after your wellness, mm-hmm. mindfulness, thinking about, because we're dealing with this situation on, on lockdown and, and all kinds of things, keeping yourself active, physically active at home as much as possible, eating the right foods, diet, nutrition, and having some social time with family, whether it's online, I mean, thank goodness we've got the internet. Yes. Um, so having some Zoom calls, you know, on a Friday, you could do some games, you know, with friends and families, you know, have some fun time, you know, don't just be isolated at home. If you've got internet, which most of us do, then try and join some networks and things like that. And look at, uh, there's lots of events going on line, which are free about different aspects of things. So I would say to people to try and help to look after their mind, their body and soul in -hmm. preparation and try and look at a business model that you feel that you want to do, that you feel passionate about, that's going to then be come to fruition in 2020. The the business model normally is about three to six months for Mm -hmm. you to plan for a business. So although some people may have lost their jobs, look at things which you can do in small steps that's affordable that you can do there's lots of training programs out there some of them are free as well i do web classes every two weeks Uh, sometimes i do three a month as well as podcasts as well so there's lots of free training I agree. There's so much available now to people, so much more than ever before, and we can continually make ourselves better. And I, but I love how you're also putting it forward to say, what can you control in your professional life that, you know, maybe now is the time. Fantastic. Christine, I know we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case, and I know you gave it once already, which I'm so impressed with, that's always good. But in case somebody wants to look you up again right now, what's the best way to find you? Okay. So it's www christineblackledge.com. That's how you can find me. (laughs) Excellent. So before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? All I want to say is that everybody just look after yourself and not long. We haven't got long to go now. We just got to keep focused on what we can do, what we can control and to look at what we can do for our future as well. I agree so much. Christine, thank you so much. A great business model. I think that people will really be interested in. Thank you for sharing your expertise. I'm so glad I've gotten to know you. And thank you for having me. It's been great. I really enjoyed it.
Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.